Today's Leading Women episode 302 with the wonderful Lori Clayman. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Lori Kleiman. Lori Kleiman is an accomplished business person, entrepreneur, and leader. In her most recent corporate role, Lori orchestrated a group of 18 HR consultants nationally. She brought cutting-edge HR techniques to the group and fostered a practical sense of HR to small businesses. Lori conducted over 30 seminars in 2012 to business people and HR professionals sharing best practices and new initiatives to bring to small businesses throughout the United States. She founded HR Topics, whose goal is to provide a human resource speaker and HR news, articles, and information that provide business owners realistic solutions to human resources issues. Women of the world, Ms. Lori Kleiman. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Lori, I really like what you're doing with your business, especially with HR topics. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Great. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Yeah, you know, my business came from 25 years of HR consulting and really listening to the people in the community and not going out with what I thought they needed, but really listening to what they were saying they needed. And what I heard was business owners didn't really understand how to embrace HR in a small business where they may just need to know the surface. They don't need a full-time HR person, but they need some of the basics. And so that's really where I started by creating content and programming for business owners, for office managers, for people that are just starting their HR careers to really elevate HR to be something that helps a business and not something that's just a financial drain for the business owner. 
Oh, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. But what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start this business and made you say, this is my business? You know, I think when you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. And I had started my first business almost 20 years ago and I sold that to a Fortune 500 company. And I think that wanting to get back to out of the corporate world and really having those personal connections that I think entrepreneurship gives you, having that growth and development, learning something new, um, that's really what made me say, this is what I want to do. And, and I'll be really honest with you and your listeners. What I thought I was going to do 15 months ago is not really exactly what I'm doing today. I think part of entrepreneurship is looking at the market, putting yourself out there in lots of different places and seeing what works and where you get picked up and where there's initiative and then letting that be the path that you follow and not be so black and white about what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Absolutely. Totally on board with you with that one. Uh, that you, and, and also your our business evolves as you grow as well. Yep. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I, I thought that I was going to be working specifically with small business owners. And what I found was that HR professionals have really asked me to share my expertise with them on how to do some of the things I've done over the years and provide an easier way. For instance, I started a mastermind group for human resource professionals a year ago, I never even knew that existed. And as I realized that HR people really wanted to connect with other HR people, it's been a great way that I could give back to the community and provide some value around the human resource field. Beautiful. Now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry, and that resonates very well with particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? I think the compelling vision for me is really feeling like at this point I can give back and one of the things that's been transformational in my career is moving from an expertise in a subject matter, whatever that may be to the audience, to that business person that can look at an overall business with the basis of their expertise. And that's what I'm finding is so inspirational to share with other people, how they can turn their tactical knowledge, if you will, into a real strategic business focus. And that's what I'm loving sharing that with people. I didn't realize that that was something that I had within me that people are really finding empowering. All right. So the feeling of being able to give back as a result of what you are putting out there and being able to create expertise as a result of you helping them become expertise. Wow. What a compelling vision that one is. So take away here for our listeners. I'd love for you to create and write your vision. And this vision is going to evolve with you. The most important thing is to write something down, something that inspires you on a daily basis, something that gives you direction as you move along building this 
this business that you are passionate about, just like Laura just shared with us. All right, now let's talk about what what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. I'd love for you to share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from. You know, I think number one is self-confidence. You have got to believe in yourself. You've got to ignore. So self-confidence would be number one. Um, I don't know how to say this, um, you know, and, and not letting others fear of your success hold you back. So, um, I guess drive and passion is number two. And the third is being willing to learn from your mistakes. You know, I've started this new business for about 15 months now, and I've made mistakes. There are things that, um, services I've purchased from others that I wish, you know, probably I didn't get as much out of as I should have. Things I wish I had started earlier than I started now. So I think my real three most important is self-confidence. Second is passion and drive. And really the willingness to just go forward regardless they're going to be naysayers. Um, and third is willing to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes and just move forward and know that that is a part of business. It's a part of evolution. Right. So that's self-confidence, drive and passion and willingness to fail and learning from your mistakes. Great personal traits there that we all can learn from. And the good news is these uh, traits that Laura just shared with us, we can all cultivate and adapt them in our lives. So that's having that self-confidence, drive and passion and willingness to fail and willingness to learn from our mistakes. All right, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? You know, it's interesting that I think one of my biggest challenges in the last 15 months has been moving from a team position from something where I worked inside a corporation. I had a, an incredible team that I worked with to being on my own. Um, at first, it was very lonely. I do feel at times that I don't have the interaction that I want the ability to bounce ideas off other people and so what I've done to overcome that is really get out force myself to join a variety of groups business groups entrepreneurial groups um, you know get myself out there in the community not just for my business but my own personal well-being so that I could really connect with other business professionals so I think that really has been one of my biggest challenges in the last year is connecting with others and just making yourself get up and go do it. Wow. I mean, these challenges that you have just shared 
you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to it because I totally can relate to you and transitioning from a corporate environment to doing this business alone. And most of the time you're doing this alone. You are a solopreneur and you have, you are from a corporate environment to being alone at home, no one to bounce back with. You need to be connecting with other people and learning the ropes uh, as a business owner. Um, there's a lot of learning to be, to be done uh, as a business owner, but uh, we have to be willing to do them because that's part part of being in business. And the good thing is when we are sharing our challenges and our experience and how we're able to overcome them, we learn from each other and we are able to support each other. So thank you for sharing your challenges and how you're able to overcome them so our listeners can learn from them as well. Now, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with us entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas? of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Yeah, I think the most important thing is to really sit down and set out what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And it's okay for a business owner to say, I'm going to work on my business three hours a day. Not everything has to be 70 hours a week. And you have to set those parameters up front and make sure that the goals you set for your business are aligned with the work-life balance you're looking for. So, you know, really think about, I want to hit X dollars of sales or income. Can I do it in Y number of hours a week? And for me, one of the ways I've been able to do it, and I know many people do this, is create a place in my home that is my office. And when I leave that space, I'm in my home. When I'm in that space, I'm in my office. And make sure that you're making it very clear to the other people in your family the difference between those two things and that you ask them to respect the same, but don't, you know, it isn't realistic. These days we live in a 24 seven society and I have been very clear both in my own business and in when I was in my consulting practice that I don't answer client calls after five 30 in the afternoon. I'm not in a business that's life or death. Uh, you know, it can generally wait till the next morning. And although we seem to live in a society where there is an expectation of instant um, gratification, instant response, set that expectation with your clients right now of what you're going to be doing, when you'll be able to reply to them. And I think the other thing that's become critical for me over the years is having a backup partner who can um, take over when you go on vacation. You know, when you really can't answer that call, have another expert in your field 
who would be able to answer a client call for you. And of course, you do the same for him or her when they want to go on vacation. So I always found that to be really helpful. Right. So these tips uh, for maintaining work-life balance that you have just shared, because this this is an area that a lot of our listeners um, are challenged with, and I myself, but I love those tips that you have shared. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to make sure your business goals align with your goals and create a place in your home that's your office. So when you are there, it is work mode. When you are when you step away from your office, it is home mode or personal mode or social time mode so that you know there's a clear separation between home and your office. And then you need to set expectations. Like for example, with Lori, no clients after five o'clock. You know, things can wait in the morning. And I usually say that one, you know, our emails, especially our emails, we need to know that we don't have to answer emails right away. And it, things can wait. There's no such thing as 24 hour, I mean, emergency right away that n- nothing can uh, can wait. And a love one said about having another partner, especially when you are on vacation, you can cover each other. That's a great uh, takeaway too. I mean, to have somebody that is that can do the business or can manage the business while you're away so that you can take turns in, uh, in taking vacations because we really need to have those time off. Great tips there. So thank you for sharing those. Sure. Now let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Oh, I think that's a fabulous discussion point. Because I built my first business back in early 2000. And my family was younger. We were accumulating things, as you say, or people say. And I, it was important to me to accumulate wealth and to generate a certain amount of income. And so that was a driving piece of success. I wanted sales to be at a certain number. I wanted my profit to be at a certain number. And ultimately, it did create a business that was attractive for a Fortune 500 company to purchase, which gave me a certain amount of financial security, which was terrific. And I consider that to be hugely successful. Now that I am back on the entrepreneurial path and I am developing a new business or have started, it's about 17 months old now, developing my new business, success is very different. I don't, success to me is not um, dollars and cents. It isn't really about my sales. It's about getting out there and making connections with business owners while I can earn the amount of money that I need to sustain long-term retirement. I'm not in retirement yet, but I know that I don't need to make the amount of money that I made years ago. So what I'm really looking to do with this new venture is to be able to give back, to share my expertise, 
to travel to places that I really want to see. And while I'm doing that, just have a really good time talking to people about human resources. So um, it's success looks entirely different to me right now. And as I said, it's really about um, getting booked and getting known in the community even more than what I charge. I actually do a number of presentations where I just don't even charge at all because it's a location that I'm going to be in anyway and it's a group of HR people and I'm excited to connect with them. So success, I think, is so different to different people. I think it's really important that you not allow yourself to be defined by other people's definition of success and that you really create that definition that works for you. Wow, I love your definition of success and what success means to you. You know, success is about getting out there and connecting to business owners. Success is about giving back, being able to give back in the community. Success is all about the intangible benefits of being in business. And I agree with you, while we start on or while we're building our business, it's really important to be sustainable, to be profitable, because that's what sustains us doing this business that we are passionate about. But at the end of the day, I truly believe also that what is what fulfills us or what is really uh, gratifying is knowing that what we're putting out there is making a difference in other people's lives love your perspective on that now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience so take it back to the past say you're gonna start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck what types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? I think the first tip that I have learned to embrace is social media. I had no idea the value of Twitter and LinkedIn are the two that in particular I've really embraced and been able to get out there and meet people and connect with people that I'm finding I had more in common with than I ever might have imagined. And it allows me to get beyond um, my typical local community and really share my message out there with the world. So, you know, for those of you who may not be um, in their 20s, these are things, I'm 51 by the way, these are things that we have to learn and embrace and they're exciting. And I would really, those, that's tip number one um, for 2014 is that. Second tip is create messaging and create products for a variety of different, um, maybe takes different spins on what it is you do, what you think is going to work so that you can see what the market embraces. And it's not just about what, um, what you want to do. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs go out with one idea in mind. They're sure this is going to work. They're going to sell it. All's going to be good. And I really would encourage people as my second tip to really be open to changing their product in the first six or eight months to developing new avenues where people can connect with you. 
and that sort of thing. And my third tip is, and I'm a little unique here, but I really believe it's important to invest in your idea, invest in your business, and not try to do everything yourself. Hire experts who can do expert quality work for you. And the kind of experts that I've relied on, for example, in the last year um, or couple of years have been a great web development person. I've got, I just recently hired someone, for example, to design a special um, email marketing template for me. So yes, people have said to me, oh, you could have done that yourself. Well, I could have, but it would have taken 10 to 15 hours away from my core business and I can go out and sell one new project for 10 times what the, it cost me to hire this person. So I see a lot of entrepreneurs trying to do things they're not good at themselves. And I think it's really critical to hire professionals for those sorts of things. Wow, great business tips or advice that you have just shared with our listeners. So let me just summarize them again. So the first one is to embrace social media to reach out to your prospective clients. Really big on this as well. I mean, in a world where we are so interconnected via the internet, via the web, it's really important to learn and tap the power of social media to reach out and to connect with your clients, to connect with your customers. And the second one is to create your messaging on products of different varieties and be open to changing them as well as needed um, according to your your need the needs of your need, your clients or your customers and then the third one is to invest in your business hire expertise hire experts who can do the expert quality work really big on this as well especially starting out it's this may not be um it's feasible for you, but as soon as you can, you need to hire other people who can do the work that are that is needed and also to free up some of your time to do the work that you love doing. Great tips there that we all can take action on today. So thank you for sharing those. Now, what's one favorite business tool or resource that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with? One tool that I really, I guess, I mean, I may give you two, but one tool I love is something called executive book summaries. And it allows you, it's a, it's an annual membership and every month you get a summary. We may all remember them as cliff notes, for example, of some of the top business books people are out there talking about today. And I love it because I do not have time to read all of the fabulous content that does come out, but it allows you to stay up on what people are talking about to get a quick snippet of the key points of really top business books and then decide which you may want to purchase and delve into. Um, but I think that's been a great tool. I've actually used it for the past 20 years and I love it. The other thing I love today is go to webinar. I just find it a perfect way to stay in front of my audience without having to put on live seminars. So that's been a great marketing tool for me to offer free webinars and have people come to them. I've gotten a lot of contact off that and a lot of potential clients. 
Right, so executive book summaries, I love them as I'm a big fan of them as well, especially the marketing portion of it. And then, of course, go to webinar. I mean, it's re- been really helpful, especially uh, putting a group of people in, in one set, uh, webinar, for example. Great resource there. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Well, the book that I love is Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, I just think it's such a great message about trust your gut. Sometimes we have to go ahead and make a decision when we don't have as much information as we may want. But um, but instead, we just have a gut feel that this is going to work. And that's where I think we can just add terrific value we can add to our business and our personal lives as well. Um, sometimes waiting for all that data is just not um, not going to be put you in the best position to capitalize on market situations. So I think that's a fabulous book. Yes. Anything from Mark, from uh, Malcolm Gladwell to, to that note. But Blank, The Power of Not Actually Thinking at All by Malcolm Gladwell's great resource. I'll make sure to have them on our show notes. So that's Blank by Malcolm Gladwell. And by the way, for our listeners out there, you can get a free uh, download of the audio portion of this book by going to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash audible. So that's blank by Malcolm Gladwell. Now, Laurie, in my mind, you are a superhero or shall I say superheroine because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you were a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can it be someone that you admire and look up to or is your role model? You know, my superhero has been really my rock for the last eight years. His name is Joseph Wirt. He is a lead consultant for Arthur J. Gallagher today, but um, he's been with some of the top consulting firms. And he has a family very similar to my family, a blended family of the 21st century. And And so he's really the guy that I reach out to when I want just a gut check. If I do feel I'm moving ahead without a ton of data, um, I'll call him and just say, what do you think of this? And I think we all need that in our life. We need someone that we can reach out to and really will be there for us um, unconditionally and not judge, but just give us feedback and be honest and open and make sure that we're looking at all the different things. So I would say Joe is my guy wow. that I count on. Big shout out for your mentor as so your role model. Yes, I'm a big fan of having role models, having mentors, having someone that can guide you or just be an inspiration, even just be an inspiration while you are moving in this business that you're building or while you are in this journey. Big fan of that. Last but not the least, Lori, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and what's the best way that they can connect with you and then we'll end from there. Oh, well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. The best is for people to check out my website, www.hrtopics.com. 
H-R-T-O-P-I-C-S.com. I think the one thing of great value to entrepreneurs, I have a blog that I write every week about relevant human resource topics. It's three to 400 words and just a great piece of HR information. And for those of you that may have small teams, I do have a couple of books. You can buy them either on Amazon or on my website. Um, about how to bring HR into your small business. And then finally, I would love to work with anyone who's part of an association, part of a local chapter. I love coming in and talking to people about how you can use HR in your own business and what are some of the compliance and business issues you need to be aware of around human resources. All right, so that's hrtopics.com. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Lori Kleiman, or just type in her name on the search bar and you will find it for you. Again, that link is hrtopics.com and I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now. Um, subscribe to her email list so that you can be updated of what she's putting out there and also if you are a business owner with staff, if you have, if you are an organization or associations that could benefit with HR and that, that uh, HR topics that Lori is uh, um, sharing and also her expertise in that area, um, c- connect with her through her website at HR topics.com. I believe she has her email and her phone number there. So that's hrtopics.com. Yep. Perfect. Lori, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being with you and your audience. I appreciate it. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. 
feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Oh, 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 oh,